You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission. Transmission is all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin. And today, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Later in the episode, going to be chatting to Chloe Sophia, uh, who is a transgender advocate who has quite some interesting news and information to update us on. So I'm looking forward to chatting to her. As well as I will be doing a bit of a recap on International Non-Binary Day. There was a few events that I attended last week and I got to ask some of our community members a question. So uh, we'll be listening back to all of that as well. But first off, as per usual, (laughs) is the Week in Community News and Events I'm going to start with some events. So there's cool bands playing over the weekend, uh, the 23rd of July at the Cave-In. There will be Gay Recess and Queer Bait. Doors are at 6.30pm and it's all anti-poverty network fundraiser, so you can check that out. Don't worry, if you miss any of this stuff, I'll be putting it up on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. So yeah, Queer Recess and Queer Bait on the 23rd. Also, on the 23rd is Birkenstock, which is a celebration of queer women, hosted by the very own, the very lovely 4ZZZ's Dykes on Mics. You've got to check that one out. It's at the zoo. Yeah, from 7.30. So I guess you've got to choose between the two gigs, or you can just frantically hop back and forth between the two venues. I would recommend that one. Then also... Banshee's Bar have some pretty cool stuff this week as well. Tomorrow night, which is Wednesday, they have their open mic night. On Thursdays, they've got karaoke with Alexis Diamond. Banshee's Bar, by the way, is out in Ipswich. So if you can't make it into town, don't worry. Ipswich has got you covered. Banshee's Bar has got you there too. So there's some cool stuff going on over the weekend. Lots of things happening in the community. It's all cool. Other things happening in the community. Wreckers Comedy at the end, the 19th of July at 7 p.m., are you hungry for some really good comedy? Because if you head on down to the end for an extremely silly and fun night that will be all these things that are fun and, I guess, artistic as well. There's going to be lots of different takes on things. Uh, regulars at Wreckers will bring you a showcase of the most delightful and hilarious queer and female comics Engine has to offer. So you can check that one out as well. In the future of events, a couple of things have been announced that you should definitely put in your calendar. At Ipswich Civic Centre is Francis with an E on Friday, October 7th at 8pm. Francis with an E, two puberties, 45 years apart, what could go wrong? Written and performed by Francis McCallie, Francis with an E is her story of gender identity. So chuck that in your calendar, the 7th of October, 8pm. Further into the future, hopefully it's a bit warmer, on the 13th of November, Sunday at 6.30pm at the Wickham, is Trans Community Awards 2022. I've put that in my calendar. I'll definitely be there for that. You're invited to come and celebrate Queensland's trans, gender-diverse, non-binary, sister-girl and brother-boy communities while we acknowledge 
the members of these communities for all they do. That's the point of the Trans Community Awards. You should check that out. You don't have to be exclusively part of the trans community to come and celebrate. You know, come along. This is all about celebrating diversity, amazing identities, expressions, and bodies. The Trans Community Awards is a night of celebration. And that starts at the beginning of Trans Awareness Week, which will also lead us into Trans Remembrance Day. So put that in your calendar, the 13th of November. Yeah, there we go. That's a lot of events going on. There's also some news. So I'm going to... I'm kind of really over talking about sports and the sporting news because it seems it's really... It's wearing me down, personally. So I'm not going to get too into it. However, some positive light on it. Press wash, Watchdog weighs in on unfair reporting on trans issues, which is nice to see that something's coming out of, you know, all the negative press and really poor journalism, to be honest, in relation to transgender issues. The Australian Press Council has said there has been an increase in adjudications regarding reporting on transgender issues in recent times. It is likely that this reflects growing community awareness of transgender issues and the higher profile of these issues in the media. I must say that I'm not particularly impressed with a large number of publications and how they're reporting on the issue, including using language that is clearly transphobic. So hopefully this investigation will bring light to some of, yeah, crappy journalism. (laughs) In positive news, the University of Pennsylvania has nominated Leah Thompson for Woman of the Year. So congratulations, Leah Thompson. Sorry, not Thompson. Thomas. Leah Thomas. Congratulations to you for being nominated. I hope you win. Anyway, we are now going to move into some more music. All the music today is selected by Kai, who cannot be here, unfortunately, because the spicy flu, COVID, that's it. It, it got them. It, they've, they've bit the dust. And they're actually stuck up north in far north Queensland, chilling out with COVID. So it's extra fun for them at the moment. However, they've had plenty of time to select and curate a really wonderful playlist for you today. All gender non-conforming, non-binary artists today. So we're going to start with another one here. This one is called Dreamer by Damien. Dreamer. That awesome track there was Gender is Boring by She, Her, and Hers. Before that, you were listening to Gender Fluid Jubilee by Super K Nova. My name is Ez. You're listening to Transmission on 4 Z, And I am joined in studio by a wonderful trans advocate who has just such a lovely smile. I'm so glad you're here in studio with me. This is... Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm blushing now. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. My name's Chloe Sophia. And you're here today to talk about some pretty cool and exciting stuff happening. Yes, I am. And I'm excited. I'm excited in a very, like, you know, not too excited way. Oh, wait, like, like, don't get carried away kind of excited. Yeah, yeah, but definitely a little bit excited. Yeah. Um, So I'm here to talk about gender-affirming surgery in the public health system. And I would like to demystify. There's some, like, weird thoughts going on there about how we need to tackle this gender-affirming surgery stuff. And I want to, like, demystify that and give you some good news. So 
Shall I go ahead? Yeah, go take away. Take go, away. Go. Okay, all it's all mine. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, I am a you know a patient at the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital, and I put forward myself to get an orchidectomy. And during that process, I thought, well, this is a really good chance since I'm in there and it's about me to try to make it bigger and about everybody else. So I put an online petition together to petition for, you know, gender affirming surgery through the public health system. And I sent off emails to everybody because that's what I do. I like to annoy people. (laughs) And luckily out of that... A splutter of emails, an ally came back from Metro North, which is Michelle Gardner. So a big round of applause to Michelle Gardner. She's amazing. And her team, they're all amazing. And so they agreed that, and they, did, they didn't come easily, you know, I, I did have to lodge, you know, complaints through the health ombudsman and, you know, you, you know just a, a warning about, you know, suicidality. I, you know, had to push that forward as yes, part yeah. of, you know, the reason why I should be receiving an orchidectomy. And uh, they agreed. They said, look, it's time. And so they decided to then ask the relevant doctors and people who are, you know, in, in positions of decision-making power and check with them and see what they thought. And they all said, yes, it's time. So the initial, you know, two to three week thing and their, their explorations was... There's mm-hmm. a green light to go forward. And so these people know how the system works. And so they said, look, we've looked at it for different models. They said, we think the only way this is going to work is if it's a service model. We have to create a new service model for trans people. And I'm like, oh, what's a service model? Like, I don't really understand that stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, just tell the doctors to say yes. You know, like, it's not that difficult. But apparently there's a lot of systems involved. Can't just put you on a wait list. You've got to go through all this other stuff. Yep. So one of the things we know about the elective surgery list is that if it's cosmetic, if they deem it's cosmetic, they'll say no. That's one of the reasons behind not allowing trans people to receive surgeries that cisgendered people actually receive, you mm. know, on a daily basis. But if it's a service model, apparently, as I understand it, they can then make allowances for trans people. They can say, actually, this is really important. Not just anybody can go and do things for cosmetic reasons. I'm not saying it's cosmetic. Obviously, it's incredibly important to Mm -hmm. have these Mm -hmm. surgeries. But in terms of, you know, signing off on documents with the system, not anybody else can do that, but trans people can because it's important to our mental health. So that is in the process. It's in the works. It's like that's so exciting. I mean, I've I was just we're just talking before uh, we turned the mics on about how gosh, if this comes through in the next, you know, however long, that would be amazing. It'd be I'm I just, you know, I had surgery in the last 12 months and it, you know, it cost me an arm and a leg, no pun intended there. You know, to do that. So, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're you're saving now and you still get the surgery, it's still 100% worth it. Put your money towards the thing that you you can and where you can. But it just so you know, you know, there's things in the works out there. Things are happening. You're not alone. For people who can't afford surgery right now, hang in there. There's there's advocates like yourself, Chloe, out there. You know, we're trying to do the best we can to to get something moving. Get get, and also get the like create positive change within a lot of like medical spaces and a lot of the stigma around. Oh, obviously these are cosmetic things that you're doing. It's like well, people don't really have an understanding of dysphoria and how that really affects your mental health. So, and for people who don't experience dysphoria, well then, you know, maybe support and listen to people who do so that way these systems can be better put in place and faster, hopefully. 
you know. Absolutely. And it's long overdue. We've had gender-affirming surgeries for nearly 100 years now. Yeah. And we have plenty of data that says, of course, it makes sense. It makes us a better person. Mm. And I myself, my personal opinion is it's not because I personally have dysphoria. It's because it just makes me a better person. It Mm. makes me able to be the best person I can be. And really, that's the best reason. I had to... You know, there's a lot of double standards when it comes to this in terms of surgeries. And so what this, what's really important, though, at this point in time is that anybody who can jumps on the email and they send an email, whether it's to a vet Darth or the Premier or to Michelle Gardner at mm-hmm. Metro North and say thanks, you know. Yeah. Like she's putting her herself on the line to, you know, fight for us. So, uh, you know, she needs a little bit of like loving up, really. Yeah, yeah, some appreciation, um, yeah. And the more of us, you know, because we are a minority, the more of us that tell our stories the better. And I have rung up CEOs out of the blue, 10 o'clock on a Monday morning, God help them, <laughs> you know, and I've had words with them, you know, I've said, look, I've looked at your website, you seem like you want to be LGBTIQ inclusive, but do you realize you're practicing digital segregation? Do you realize that you have got trans people down the back of your website, not yep. next to cisgendered men and women? You know, like, what's up with that? Yeah. And, and funny enough, I've actually been put through, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. to the CEO, and they've actually talked to me and I've got results just by ringing them up. Yeah, making a phone call. Speaking of more advocacy, uh, you say there's some stuff, some news for, from TAFE. Oh, TAFE, yes, yes. the TAFE issue. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, the TAFE issue. Let me tell you about that. So I've done, I've done two courses now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm in my f- second one, finishing yep. it off. And the first one was aged care. Yeah. And we got to a section in the course, which was the diversity unit. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Yes, it was terrible. Now, TAFE, I like to find... I'm a bit of a detective, you see. So, apparently... So, is this is this where you sort of create some positive change with... Oh, yes. yes, no, there's, yes, a posi- yes. Oh, okay. there's a positive okay. story. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Yes. Oh, I was like, oh, we're not... Please don't tear down TAFE. <laughs> no, we're no, no. do some good stuff. No, it's a positive story. I will... Thank you for reminding me, though, to, to, to spin it that way. Okay. So... Yeah, so the diversity unit was not up to date. And, and, and a lot of the subjects at these organi- training organizations, they create them, but then they use this for maybe seven years before they update it again. Mm-hmm. And so the information in this unit was was vastly out of date and incorrect and didn't include intersex people or trans people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. properly. And so to give you a, an idea, you know, when it comes to religion, there was like about five or 600 words about religion. Then you get down to sort of disability and then you get down to about 200 and then you get down to trans and LGBTQ and it's like like 70, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like really low. So, mm-hmm. so of course, Auntie Chloe, <laughs> it causes problems. You know, I, 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 I put my hand up and I said to the teachers, it's not right, you know, and I wanted to make a formal complaint. There was, it was a very difficult process. And, and eventually it took two official letters, a year and a half and three internal reviews. So oh they, my. They, they didn't come easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, talking to the CEO. So... Eventually, they did, which is awesome. So we now have an updated diversity unit s- subject in TAFE, which, uh, and if you ever get a chance to read it, it's brilliant. It actually I talks read a it. lot about TAFE, uh, about trans people. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. I, I'll send you a copy. Um, Makes me want to go back to TAFE now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we, we are in their front and centre. And, nice. And I'm like, excellent. 
and intersex people as well. So. Also, I know a lot of trans and gender non-conforming people who, who you know, TAFE has been their sort of go-to in terms of educational institutes here in Brisbane. So that's, that's really cool that you've you've persisted for so long because that's a long time to be advocating it in was. that space. And, yeah. and it's, it's one of those things where as an advocate, you have to pace yourself because mm. it does wear you down. And really, ultimately, in the best case world, what you would expect is that you bring some interesting point up and feedback and they immediately jump on and go, yes, let's fix it. Mm. But quite often there's a big barrier and, and at the end of the day, you have to spend your time, your money to fix it and at the end there's no thanks. Right. You know, and... Well, I'm and so here we have to, to say in. thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. you for doing that. Thanks. Every space that we change uh, where we get positive representation is so, so important. So thank you so much for doing it's that. My pleasure. And it just goes to show that change is possible. So um, you just have to put your hand up and push. We have probably time for like one more little chat about something. Yes. We we did talk a, a little bit about the Australian Bureau of Statistics data collection oh my God. on gender. I'd like to say that I identify, I use he, him pronouns, and I identify as a trans mask person, but for the census, I identify as a trans, as a man, or I, just yes. man is, yes. I guess, what I had to select. Yes. So how, how do you identify on the c- census? Oh, how do I? <laughs> I, I don't know if I do. I mean, that's a really <laughs> tricky one. Yeah, I, I mean, I default to just female. Yeah, know? yeah. But Same. of course, we all know that in terms of data collection, that doesn't help us. Mm-hmm. And and there is a there, this is actually a really interesting point in the trans community is that a, a, a lot of trans people don't want to identify as trans. They want to identify as a woman or a man. Mm-hmm. That's it. Full yeah. stop. And that's great. And I I think that's amazing. However, there is a, you know, in terms of, okay, so do you want me to quickly yeah, yeah. give you the outline? Okay. Go for it. So, the, so f- this is a really important point. So the Australian Bureau of Statistics represents what I, in my opinion, is, is the biggest transphobic or, or, or you know, or, or trans neglect from the government. Trans, like forgotten. Forgotten, yeah. <laughs> trans like, forgotten. Like the yeah. government will hire you without mm-hmm. discrimination, which is amazing. But on the other hand, they have this incredible, it, oh my God. So the ABS is the core of the government, right? The government is data, essentially. That's what the government is, apart from a lot of men billowing (laughs) opinions and stuff. Apart from that. um, And treating each other badly. But it's data. And so the Australian Bureau of Statistics creates what, you know, a data set. And that actually affects a lot of things in Australia. So the Workplace Gender and Equality Act, which is an amazing act that collects information on gender inequality, uses the ABS data set. Right. Because of that, they don't collect any data on us. Right. We are completely left out of the Workplace Gender Equality Act. So we're not even there. We're not even in there. We're completely left out. Right. Um, every registered training organisation has to comply with the ABS data set and report. Therefore, when you sign on, you can't sign on as your gender at any registered training organisation unless they're very progressive or any business over 100 employees unless they're incredibly progressive because they all take their cue from the ABS data set. Right. And this is why I was saying recently to some people that as statistics come out from the census and what we've discovered, remember that a lot of the information that they're collecting is inaccurate and not not true to the population, not true to the whole population of Australia. So keep that in mind as you see things coming out, uh, which you will over the next six six to eight months, as well as the data gets processed from the census. 
So you can do something about this. So the Workplace Gender and Equality Act gets reviewed every five years. We've just had a review. Mm-hmm. And so you can get on there and make a submission and say, I want to be included. You can also email the Australian Bureau of Statistics. I really want to get a big billboard that says the Australian Bureau of Statistics has been transphobic since 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Um, but in 1984, the Sexual Discrimination Act said there was more than two genders and that all government departments have to update their data collection. And that has failed. It's been 40 years. Right, right. Um, so you can make a difference and you can just email them at the very least, if not call them up and talk to your Mm. uh, local minister and explain it because very few people understand this part of the oppression. Yeah, right. Email them. It seems like emailing and calling is the solution to a lot of the the things we've discussed today as well. (laughs) Well, well, emailing creates a paper trail and often they have to reply to you with an official response. Right. Calling is not necessarily recorded and they can ignore you. So when you're doing advocacy work, you kind of want to try to pick the the, the avenues that will create... A a footpath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, A trail. A trail, that's it. Yeah. We just said paper trail. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Chloe, for coming in and talking about all these wonderful things happening. And hopefully there's some more positive change that comes from the, from the, for the Australian Bureau of Statistics as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing everything that you're doing. I will doing. keep you posted with good news, my yes, friend. Yes, absolutely. We'll put some links up on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z with some of the stuff that Chloe and I have been discussing this morning. We are now about to go to a track by Jinx Monsoon. This one is called Just Me, The Gender Binary Blues. You were just listening there to Wave by Moju, and before that you're listening to Just Me by Jinx Monsoon. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. We're getting close to the end of our episode today, but before before we go anywhere, I did attend a really cool event over the weekend called International Non-Binary Day. It was a craftenoon at Backdock Arts. I went down with my microphone and I went down to have a chat with some of our incredible non-binary and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, and I got to ask them a question. And the question I asked was, what does it mean to be non-binary to you? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to push play on all these fantastic responses to my question. What does it mean to be non-binary to you? Um, it means actually being comfortable in my skin and realising that gender doesn't define really who you are. There's no wrong way to be feminine. There's no wrong way to be masculine. There's no wrong way to be in your own body. And identifying as non-binary actually made me feel more comfortable than any, I guess you could say, straight gender ever made me feel. It means just being not set one specific gender, being any any specific gender, you know, you could be, be ultra-masculine one day and be very feminine the next minute, you know, you could be anywhere on the spectrum, whatever it happened to feel that at that particular moment in time. Non-binary to me is like a little umbrella that, like, my identity can, like, shelter underneath. Um, something that's part of me, something that's not connected to society and, like, a way for me to have tried all the genders and not like any of them and just sort of throw them out the window. Um, So non-binary is just an opportunity to explore and to be true to myself. 
that I am free from the hell that is, like, being a binary man or woman. I'm free from those expectations. It means I have, like, a connection to a strong history of, like, diverse queer people. That's very important to me. And it means a lot to my transness and, like, the particulars of experiencing a world that's not quite man and not quite woman. Uh, being non-binary means being able to be and do whatever I want without any pressures from society. Uh, to me, it means the uh, freedom of expression. It means getting to exist outside of what people will immediately perceive you as um, and being able to actually create your truest version of yourself rather than what you are societally told to be. In a lot of ways, like, obviously it's not male, not female, but it's like that ambiguity, those blurred lines. It's like, yeah, non-binary, that's it, that's what we've got, it's all those different spaces, all the different things it can be, all that sort of thing. Like it isn't just that firm or solid. I think non-binary for me means that you don't specifically like to be a girl or a boy, but also you can when you want to be, but you don't have to identify as it. I think just the idea of not having any boundaries and just kind of being able to move fluidly. One day you might wake up and feel more feminine, one day you might wake up and feel more masculine. You can kind of just fluctuate however feels right. I'm not a boy or a girl, I'm just me. So there you go. That was a bit of my time there at International Non-Binary Day on Sunday. It was such a wonderful experience. There was so many cool little arts and craft stalls. There was like a little space for performances as well. They also had a silent hour at the beginning, which I really appreciated. It sort of like slowly led you into the day. Neurodivergence and transness are very interlinked so it was really nice to see that the space was very accommodating so thank you to the organizers of that event for doing such a wonderful a wonderful job in a very thoughtful and compassionate way of running an event it was absolutely wonderful i also attended an event on Thursday, which was International Non-Binary Day last Thursday, I went to Fruit, which was put on by Lord Cerverus. There were some incredible acts, incredible performances like Navi Karan and Richie Lestrange. I had such a blast celebrating all things non-binary, celebrating all things outside of gender, the gender confines of man and woman. It was just extraordinary. And I'm so proud to be part of such a diverse and fascinating place you know like the the uh, Australian uh, non-binary community is also ex- extremely special uh, and you have a special place in my heart it's been an incredible journey thank you so much for listening to transmission we'll be back next week to do some more cool stuff see you later thank you so much for listening to transmission see you next Tuesday 9 to 10 a.m on 4 triple Z